Hello, and welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merge. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. I'm your other host, Daniel Colburn. Today's episode is brought to you by Lil Dick. Cold coffee. Ooh, Lil Dick. Sorry, you had, you, you had a thing. I stepped all over your thing. Did you have a thing? I was going to say cold coffee, but that's You that's did lame. say that. I did say it. I was going to expand on it, but there's there's nothing more to say. Lil Dicky, there's a lot to say. There is a lot to say. The guy's great. He's great. I yeah. mean, I'm not broke. You I got watched the show? Do you watch Dave? Yeah. Of course you do, Daniel. This is why we're friends, Who do you think I am? This is why we're friends. No one else that I know watches Dave. You know what? My brother watches Dave. Well, Charlotte is the one who... Um, around here who finds tv shows okay she found like it. she brings them into the family yeah she i mean she likes little dicky because uh i think she's got a crush on him really yeah well you know i mean she's got a That's type really right funny. and it's like her type, gawky, oh dude her type gawky curly hair guys yeah um yeah, so yeah of course she likes gawky goofy kind of hip-hoppy yeah <sighs> Anyway, so yeah, she got a type. It's LD, um, <laughs> aka Mister Leftward Leading Penis. Yep. Um. Oh man, he's good. He's very good. Have we talked about LD on the show? I don't know. Have we talked about LD? Period. Uh, like no. ever, me and you. No. I mean, we're both. Listen, I know that we're both in the culture, right? So I can't imagine that we wouldn't. We're like, the target market. We didn't even really need to talk about LD. It was just sort of assumed. Yeah. So this guy, man, people think, I mean, people don't, people just don't understand how legit he is. Yeah, you know? he's good. He's very good. He's I mean, all so of his like good. sway freestyles are amazing. Oh, it's ludicrous. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like Kareem Abdul. Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul These hooks got me scoring. See me coming from a bar. <laughs> you, see the, uh, you saw the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar episode? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing, amazing. So this freaking show, dude, Dave, yeah. I'm like... So I started watching Dave when it came out a while, you know, forever ago, because uh -huh. yeah. I'm into LD. But I conked LD. out on it halfway through the season, because this is the vibe I got from Cause it. Because you didn't, you didn't know where it was going to take you. I didn't know where it was going to take me. I didn't, yeah. and I'm I'm surprised I didn't stick it out because yeah. I'm such a fan. Even if it sucks, like mm -hmm. I should just watch it. But you know, it had the. It smelled like a little bit of an amateur production, mm -hmm. like Teen bit. Spirit, yeah, like Teen Spirit. You and hear that? That kid is suing. Yeah, the yeah the Nirvana <laughs> baby. Yeah, yeah. For child pornography, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. So I didn't give it like a fair shake. And and I felt like it was in the family of shows that tries too hard to be like overly sexual, mm -hmm. like in friendship, like talks, like, oh, you can just be friends with a girl and talk about like masturbation and like, like, like crazy sex stuff. And it's totally fine. Like, it's just... You know, which I'm not saying is not the norm, but at least for me, that's not the norm. I don't sure. have like those kinds of conversations, even with my friends. Like we have conversations, yeah. but not not like he does. Obviously, you don't, you don't do a lot of jerking off talk. I don't do a ton of jerking off talk. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, it's uh -huh. not like off the table for sure, yeah. Yeah. but it's not not like but someone's got to put it on the table. But he, but his jerking off talk is way way over the top. You yeah. know, he's like just far beyond anybody else's. Yeah. 
jerking for off. him jerking off is definitely on the table if you know what i'm saying it is on the milking table <laughs> on the, on the milking dude the freaking milking table <laughs> and how they bring it. well so even that episode i'm like this is just like i don't know man like i, I can handle like it's not like i i can't handle um i don't know non-normative whatever but but like it when it seems forced when it's like you're just going for like you're just trying to convince a bunch of people that this is you're trying to play to a bunch of people's fantasies that like that the world is this way Mm -hmm. and you can just you know be like this and talk about all these things and do all these things and it's all normal and celebrated and you know what i mean and it's just like anyway i'm going on and on about how i felt about the show yeah but i revisited it bro and mm-hmm. like dude i was it's swept so away funny and it's brilliant it's freaking brilliant it's like yeah, one of the really best shows show. on tv holy crap yeah. the kareem abdul jabbar oh episode is like a peak episode it's pretty me. good yeah like just the one of the things i admire most in like film and television is like the ability to like create anxiety slowly over time mm-hmm. you know like did you see uncut gems yeah you know how that whole movie is just like slowly creating anxiety yes that is oh, the and entire we, we movie. just watched white lotus <laughs> have you seen white lotus no it's a show um i forget what network it's on but it's basically like about like like a resort in hawaii and a bunch of people are at this kind of swanky resort in hawaii and mm-hmm. so there's like characters of like the people who work at the resort and people who are guests at the resort and it's just building tension the entire show and like it you feel so anxious watching the show like Mm. it's like masterful the way that they build it Mm. so that's one of the things where it's like when i'm watching a show and like someone's able to just like slowly and subtly without using any like over the top insanity like uh make me feel a little bit more anxious every passing minute until some sort of a climactic Mm. ending event like to me that's like masterful like writing and directing i didn't and feel the like that watching it but i i know what you're the, alluding to no, no, no i know but the kareem abdul jabbar one is just like they just kind of build up to this whole situation which then yeah. is feels very claustrophobic yeah it does for sure yeah and yeah it is very uh, yep it's that that's a whole other thing is the whole how much they talk about like cultural appropriation and how they talk about it right um because that's like the main topic around little dicky is yes. like can little dicky be little dicky mm-hmm. how yeah exactly how much can little dicky be little dicky you know yep and it's it's kind of like there's a part of me that is like okay you can let's just say that he's straight up like appropriating black culture mm-hmm. in a in a wrong way mm-hmm. let's just assert that right now for mm-hmm. the sake of argument like this whole show is just an excuse for him you know and all these ep- and episodes like this it's like he's yeah. giving himself permission by co-opting by like you know hiring getting kareem abdul jabbar to do an episode like this and getting you know gata and whatever getting mm-hmm. uh, you know all these people to be in an episode where they're like putting you know the screws to him about about appropriation and he but then eventually they absolve him and he absolve himself he the whole show is like kind of getting the viewer to absolve him mm-hmm. which if if you believe you know the thing that we just asserted then it's like it's like this is one whole you know it's just you know it doesn't yeah. it you can't you can't absolve yourself by 
by basically bringing the viewer on board, by basically making you the protagonist, making you likable, bringing the viewer on board to be rooting for you. You know what I mean? Yep. But then again, at the end of the day, it's like, can Lil Dicky exist? And and that's the other side of it. It's like, well, can somebody super talented who has a voice and who has something to say, can't like, can he well, exist? Well, to me, it's like, the important thing about Lil Dicky, as opposed to like, I think there's like other white rappers where I would say like, this guy is definitely doing cultural appropriation and just like exploiting this thing for money. Like if you look at like G-Eazy or something, okay. you know, like G-Eazy, he actually went to the school that Charlotte went to in New Orleans a couple of years before she went there. Hmm. And he's just like, like, he's just kind of like a average American college bro yeah. who, you know, became a rapper and, you know doesn't really have uh i don't know the that's kind of mac miller's story and that's kind of macklemore's story they're both you know white guys who sure are are not from the hood definitely macklemore i i think mac miller uh maybe less maybe less but still for sure but yeah the um the thing about Lil dicky that i appreciate and like is that like every major step of his career has kind of been co-signed by like a hip-hop legend Hmm. right so like when he put out that one album that had all the good songs on it like the it's his uh, only album pillow talking and all that stuff yeah like that came with basically like a snoop dogg co-sign yeah right it came with like a hey i'm snoop dogg this is little dicky i'm welcoming him to hip-hop which arguably of, of all the people like that's the least I would think that's the least reputable person to get like Snoop Dogg. I I don't know. Like, uh, like um, Snoop Lion. Like he, I don't know. That guy's all over the map with, I think Snoop Dogg is arguably like the, like, like absolutely has like that sort of sway and cachet. I mean, I, I guess I sort of agree. It's just that he's so, and and this is coming. I I dig Snoop Dogg. I'm just devil's advocating here that he's so Uh commercialized and, he he you know what i mean like he's the yeah but he's also like very he's still very real and like connected yeah. like when it like for example like during like uh the black lives matter protests when it came time to get uh the gangs to stop fighting each other and work together during the protests mm-hmm. snoop dogg is the one who officiates that sit down yeah like snoop dogg is like bloods and crips like we're going to come sit in this room. I have a crip, but I have blood homies. And like, we're going to sit and talk and like set all this up. Like, yeah. right. Like he's still very connected to the streets. He's still very like, yeah, he is. He's an official sure. person. You know, I was just watching an interview with somebody about their experience being on Snoop Dogg's um, like reality show or his, mm-hmm. whatever his talk show. Yeah. I'm trying to think who it was, but oh, it was um, Carlos. Mencia? Yeah, I think it's Carlos Mencia. Okay. Um, and he's he's describing this experience getting high on stage with Snoop Dogg, of course, like anybody talking oh. about Snoop Dogg and but Snoop Dogg has him on the show and well, first off, there's no prep. Nobody prompting him for anything. They just start talking and he was like floored. He's like, This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And, which is cool. And I was like, sweet, cool being Snoop. But then he was talking about how Snoop Dogg um uh like plays him some like mexican like cartel music uh-huh. and at first carlos is like what are you doing bro like what yeah. are you like you'd think you're you know it was like at first he was like you're crossing some line 
mm-hmm. you know um thinking like hey you're mexican like check out this like you'll like yeah. this whatever um but then he kind of like realized like what it was that it's actually like legit like uh-huh. there's like people like shooting people in the background yeah, yeah. of this music like it's the most like underground stuff that you can't even yeah, like, yeah. find and and carlos like recognizes just like well that and then and he so carlos said something prompting like like what this is because i'm mexican and Snoop Dogg's like oh, what is it it's like uh gangster recognizes gangster something like that you know and, it, and he's like whoa yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway um yeah snoop is snoop is legit and like snoop like i don't do you, I don't know how like familiar are you like familiar with like Nipsey Hussle and that whole no. situation. So Nipsey was like another sort of like L.A. gangster dude, crip dude, neighborhood crip dude. Um, anyway, he was sort of another like um, powerful voice in like advocating the end of gang violence from mm-hmm. like a gang perspective mm-hmm. and like advocating like uh unifying and working together and seeing that like that like the gangs are these powerful institutions that can be used for good and are not exclusively like negative violent criminal organizations blah 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 anyway nipsey and snoop were very like collaborative in that whole process and like yeah snoop is legit okay anyway all i'm saying all i'm saying about little dicky is like he came in with a snoop cosign yeah. The major level ups in his career have been like uh have been like the Sway and Heather B cosigns yeah. on those Sway in the morning uh mm-hmm. things. Like to me it's like he's gotten where he's gotten by cosigns from people who matter, yeah. who don't just give cosigns to anybody, you yeah. know? Um as opposed to someone like G-Eazy or something where he got where he got because a record label put a lot of money into getting him where he was getting. Mhm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he didn't need the cosigns because he had a marketing budget yep. that would get him where he was going to get, you know? Yep. So to me, like that's something that I appreciate about Lil Dicky, you know? And also like, he's just funny and he's chilling, you know? Super funny. Yeah. Super funny, super smart, super creative. And, and just, you know, his authentic self at all times, as he'll tell you that he is. Which is, like, <laughs> what you have to do, right? And that's, I think, the other thing about, like, a more, like, commercial white rapper is, like, often they're not being their authentic self. Yeah. They're playing a character, right? Yep. And, like, someone like Lil Dicky is like, yeah, it's like, I'm... It's like, arguably, this is more real than... And it wouldn't you know, work than... if he was pretending to be anyone else. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. Like, it, it only works because he, like, built into his thing as, like, a complete like honesty and acknowledgement of like who he is and that it's ironic that he's here and yeah. all of this other stuff. Yep. The, the episode or the, I guess the turning, the turning point for me, I don't know. There was like, it, it wasn't even the, the Gata like mental health stuff. It was the, the, like his relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. The relationships like plot is very good. It's really good. And, yeah. And their like argument and everything, like the acting is incredible. So halfway halfway into the first season, the show changes, I think, and then it just yeah, goes yeah. on this path of. And there's some weird stuff like that whole Benny Blanco episode where they just run around like uh-huh. naked, and, like doing naked things to each other. I was like, uh-huh. I'm just confused, but I I'm I'm with it. Like, yeah, yeah, all right, like I'm along for the ride. I've already I'm already like approved I mean, the show. I'm, I like it a lot. Let's figure it out. See what he's got to say. And there's yeah. some good stuff to say, like you know the like Gata and his friend coming over and and like you know just being not as cool with it and their whole yeah, conversation yeah. around that but whatever the music dude 
like yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. show this is what i imagine the show is I, this is what i imagine the show comes from lil dicky he's great puts out these songs on youtube gets like famous so he's mm-hmm. so good gets a record dealer or whatever maybe he does and i don't know and puts out his first debut album everybody wants more and he's just writer's blocked and he's just like i put everything into that and that was like the biggest thing in the world and now my standards are so ridiculously high that like to top that i feel like i'll never be able to put out another single song ever and then and then maybe he's having a conversation with somebody and he's like or maybe it's like with hulu i don't know he's like well maybe we should make a show about me not ever being able to write music again and then in the show i'll write music but it'll just be like half-baked music that has no strings attached yeah and so in the show so like as somebody who likes little dicky and who's been sad that there's like nothing out since earth and that was Mm -hmm. just like a one thing out of nowhere Mm -hmm. it's like this show is an opportunity to get more little dicky you know Mm -hmm. and some of the tunes in it are crazy well and i wouldn't be surprised at all if like uh if penith came out as a real album well or if like the show is like (laughs) marketing for an album release you know yeah yeah like i wouldn't be surprised at all if like when the next season is going to drop like a month before he drops an album because he did such a good job marketing the show like i don't know like i'm like like, well i'm like deep in sort of like graffiti instagram okay and so because of that like all the ads and stuff i get are like kind of hip-hop and stuff related ads yeah and like he was like there was a lot of viral marketing going on like there was a lot of like uh marketing for the show like from graffiti writers and like random stuff like Mm. that where it was just like like they did a really good job like putting dave in front of like me which is the job of marketing that right interesting is like put that show in front of me and then i'll watch it yep um yeah did you do you know the song the like so there's like breakup song you know that song that like that beats like um Guitar, man um it's like dun 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 it's like it's so long dun, 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 dun. it's it's he's sitting at his desk and he's like is this on the beat. album or what is this on? Oh, 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 on the show. oh in the show he's playing that yeah, beat yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. just uh-huh, like uh-huh, uh-huh. uh it was this yeah he's just yeah, like yeah, kind of I singing remember. and has ali singing with him but then later on it comes back in season two as an actual song that yeah, somebody yeah. hears that song is like the the biggest earworm for me since a long time like and all it's a minute and a half and you have to find it on youtube i'm just like listening to it over and over for days just won't get out of my head and i'll be done with it after this one but the folk song do you remember the folk song where he straightens his hair and he's just playing acoustic guitar yeah yeah, yeah. in like the conference room Uh uh-huh that's a sick song like it's a really cool acoustic song it's like a little dicky meets um uh dave matthews band did you ever hear (laughs) the uh russell westbrook on a farm song no Oh, dude. See, you might have missed this because you said there was nothing since Earth, and I realized you probably didn't hear this song. Oh, it's I find this? called "Just Search Russell Westbrook on a Farm," and that's the name of the song, and it is so good. Russell Westbrook on a Farm by Alex Pitapiece. What? No, it's a little Dicky song. I don't know. Um, they probably gotta go to YouTube. I don't know if that's like actually the name, but maybe westbrook on a farm little dicky if you just search that you'll find it okay but it's like an insane song and like it's a whole story oh dude i do know this and it's 
It's like it's what, if Russell West, was the same. what if Russell Westbrook like never learned to play basketball and he just like stayed on a farm where he grew up and like but is never. This... Yeah, and it's it's to um pound cake, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the the yeah, album yeah. art to it is the like nothing was the same album yeah, art yeah. except uh-huh. little Dickies staring into Drake's face. Anyway, it's um, amazing. Okay, so listeners, uh, go watch Dave. It's such a freaking fantastic show. Yeah, layers so to it. Layers, layer cake, pound cake, birthday cake. Yeah, that's um, right. Dude, Caleb, uh, okay, guess Dave. guess who's working on a live art project? Uh oh oh let me guess uh uh, uh Daniel Colborn Jason Beggs no uh <laughs> Jason Beggs Jason Beggs is working on a live art <laughs> imagine um, that no I'm working on a live art project it's so fun uh talk to them I can't yet say the name of the company but I can say everything else um okay. so we can talk about whatever around it it is nutso butso Caleb I have not like shown you the project yet like i haven't screen shared anything to you yet Mm -hmm. but here's the deal it is a it's an app for like uh writing music for movies and tv so it kind of ties into our whole dave conversation okay um but like you know like you're making lord of the rings or whatever and there's like all the songs need to be made and there's like an orchestra that needs to come in and record all those string sections and then like The timing of the edit needs to match the timing of the thing. So there's all these versions and collaborations and slight changes and comments and tasks and scheduling recording sessions and yep. all this stuff that needs to happen. Basecamp for music? Between for movie music makers? Yeah, between composers and musicians and director and producers who need to hire the musicians and all this other stuff, right? And so, right. That, yeah, so it's basically like Basecamp for that. Basecamp for making music. Um, but with some more like who's like a person that i would know who would use this like john williams yeah so like john williams but but then also like if say it was like uh indiana jones or say it was star wars getting made right then it'd be like john williams would be in there uh at like listed as like a composer okay but then also like uh george lucas would be in there as the director okay um, and then also like someone else, some producer, I don't know who the producer on Star Wars was, but like a producer might be in there and like, you know, and then like several like cello players or whatever might be. In there, okay. Right. And yeah. then like someone who does the edit on the film, if George Lucas wasn't editing it himself, you know, for the purposes of project management, for the purposes of project management. So, but also like it's. The difference here is that it's not just about like keeping track of the work to be done. There is a little bit of doing the work built into it. Okay. Right. So for example, like uh, these different music cues need to come in at different times. And so there's a lot of like time code manipulation that matters. Right. Okay. And so a lot of that like time code management stuff and like keeping a timeline of the whole film and where each music cue drops and all of that stuff um, is in the app. And then the app can later down the road, oh, and you keep track of who wrote each piece of music and what percentage of it they wrote and all of that stuff. And then later down the road, it can export like a special Excel file that you can send off to ASCAP or BMI to like register like that 
this person owns 50% of this song and so they need residuals for it and all this. ASCAP is a like ASCAP and BMI yeah ASCAP and BMI are like uh, rights holder organizations for music writers so this is ASCAP yep ASCAP and BMI all right Um, sounds good so like if you ASCAP is the competitor (laughs) yeah right (laughs) no like if you are um like uh like if you're a baseball stadium and you play uh we are uh, baby got back or we will rock you you know like every stadium does right yeah like yeah. we will we will. right so you have to pay for the rights to play that in front of 30,000 people yeah right like and so just like the, we had to pay to play all our songs at alpine day Correct. Yep. And so the people you pay for that right are ASCAP or BMI. Yeah. Um, depending on which one of them owns or manages the rights for that particular song. Okay, cool. So anyway, um, so one of the big features of the app is like it does all like the ASCAP BMI submission process is really complicated and there's a bunch of forms you have to fill out and send in and blah, blah, blah. And this thing as you just kind of go through the process of making your movie and use the app, it has all the data that you need to like generate those forms to then send off to ASCAP and BMI. So it like kind of does all that work for you. Cool. Which Transistor is, FM, which to is podcast. Yeah, uh, exa- exactly. Thingy who um, is, and what is this thing called? I can't say. It's called I can't say. I can't say yet because here's the deal. So it was written in like frameworkless php okay like vanilla right yeah yeah and so we are in the middle of a massive ground up rewrite of the software feature basically feature parity Mm -hmm. but we're building it in livewire and alpine instead of vanilla javascript and php yeah but this thing is so complicated i it blows the mind that someone built this with no framework um, because there's just like timelines and syncing up video time codes to like, it has like a thing where like you make a comment while a video is playing and it keeps track of what minute and second of the video you were at when you, when you made the comment. Word. And then there's all these like special inputs that handle like special formats of time codes that like allow you to like, so say the it, it's kind of like ISO time style yeah. where it's like hours colon colon minutes colon colon seconds colon colon frames, okay. I think. Um, and then you you can like change those things and but say like for a certain clip there's like a start time and an end time, right? right. If you go into the start time box and click it and type plus twenty. Mm-hmm into that box it takes the thing that was there and then adds 20 seconds to it okay if you go into that same box and type plus 20 and hold shift and then hit enter Mm -hmm. it updates all of the time code boxes in that little section okay right so there's just like weird little kind of power user keyboard shortcut stuff built into it feels very much like a desktop app in that way cool um and it's all timeline centric it's not all timeline centric but they're timeline is a part of it okay um so anyway that that is like 
what I'm working on. It's a very, very ambitious Livewire and Alpine project, and it's so fun. Um, For sure. So there's like a lot of it is just like creating these special inputs. There's a lot of input magic. Okay. Um, and then there's input group magic. So not only do in, not only are the inputs magical atomically by themselves. Yep. Yep. They're also magical in how they interact with other inputs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff to do there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really cool. Have you started working on it? Yep. So I'm two days in. Um, okay. or I have two full days and like an hour and a half before we started recording this. Okay. In. Um, most of that time I spent onboarding then building out a trello board for what i was going to work on and then i built a nice little cool alpine so there's a lot of similar to desktop apps there's like a lot of sort of like panels and stuff okay you know like imagine like photoshop like a layers panel or whatever for sure um there's a lot of panels and stuff so i built kind of an agnostic panel collapsible panel component um okay that can kind of you it takes props that say like where what direction does it anchor to and based on that it like changes the layout of the panel and then like it has like the ability to sort of collapse and uncollapse and okay uh so it it needed to be pretty flexible because used all throughout the app in all sorts of different contexts so i built like this pretty crazy uh panel component and then uh now i'm moving on to the q metadata component so there's this one page that is a really uh big page that actually i'm gonna share it with you and then you tell you explain the page to the listener because i think it'll help that you see it and then i think it'll also make the listener more able to understand what we're doing okay big decal um could you give me the ability to screen share Done and done, bro, Chach. All right. We love it. We love it. So we are going to share this screen. Screen is sharing. Listener, Daniel's screen is showing. And uh, we have... So you got the main we, thing. It looks... This it looks, looks like... It, so there, like can be a, there can be a video in here that would play. Yeah. Uh, right now, there's no media uploaded for this particular queue. Looks like kind of like a YouTube player... But under it, instead of a bunch of comments and descriptions and stuff, there's like a few boxes kind of like that, but they're very admin-y. This looks like I'm using um, o- OBS, and it's like, it actually looks like OBS, the styling, or Premiere. Um, and it has like a ton of different inputs, like you would guess with something really technical. Like I'm going to be selecting like a bunch of like bit rates and crap like that, and like numbers and stuff that I wouldn't understand unless I knew the domain. Yeah. So a bunch of stuff bunch of stuff okay. like this we got checkboxes um, we got drop downs we, we got, got checkbox text we got, inputs like we advanced got... searchable drop downs with we got su- toggles sub select okay so see these yeah, like, it all looks really homogenous it looks good it looks uh yeah and you see these these sort of time code inputs right so this is like an example yep. where i would go like plus 20 and it added 20 to that one. And oh, I can now go very cool. minus 20. So Daniel, we'll, there's, Daniel's just showing me like there's a text input that has a timestamp in it. Like you could just edit the, the text. Or you could just remove all the text and then type plus 20 and then enter tab away. And then it'll add 20 to whatever was in that text input. It's pretty cool. Yep. Looks so, very power usery. It looks like a desktop app. It like does. And up. 
so then there's like see how this panel like expands and then this yeah. is where all the comments are we got and pin sidebar like, panels there's also like task like management Figma. in here yeah yep so anyway that's what we're building here's my current version of that page oh um and Look at you see i built these little multi-directional collapsible panel okay uh things in yep. so you're going like to be building these deep input elements for livewire and alpine correct and i think that's aye, aye, aye. that's the stuff that's like so interesting and exciting about this is like dude you're gonna have a freaking ball it's gonna be so fun dude like <sighs> especially the input stuff like that stuff is oh, gonna yeah. be crazy there's um i would like to talk to you about when you get to this point I have a problem that I want solved. And I think you're going to experience this problem creating your own inputs. Okay. Because kind of the goal is, ideally, you know, you're using live wire in a... You're using like individual blade components for these input elements. Mm -hmm. So let's say you have that multi-select one. Like you're hopefully just doing like X multi-select, you know? Mm -hmm. And ideally, you want that... You want all the implementation stuff hidden on inside that. And mm -hmm. you don't really need any server-driven stuff inside that. Just props, server-driven props type deal. And you want to wire model to the value of that input, mm -hmm. you know? But, so if you think about it, wire model, just like V model in view, is um, a value prop down and an input event up, right? It's just syntactic sugar for listening to the input event and setting a value and setting and binding the value attribute to, right, whatever. And when yep. this works, this works perfectly with native input elements because it's on the same element. But when you create these subcomponents, these abstractions, there's a missing link in LiveWire that I'm finding and in Alpine. And it is that if you want to drive out, if you want to change the binding, so wire model, if it's wire model bound to, okay, so let's say that you have a blade component for a date. So it's like X hyphen inputs dot date or something. And inside that's a bunch of blade, a bunch of Alpine, whatever. And on the, when you say, you know, X inputs dot date, whatever you want to say, wire colon model date. And then yep. you have a public property called date in your liveware component. Okay? Correct. That's what you want. Yep. So in your custom blade deal, you have like a bunch of divs. You're creating this thing from scratch and you're tracking the actual date, you know, just with JavaScript and logic and whatever. And when it changes, you just fire an input event up the DOM with the new mm -hmm. value. And then that'll wire model bind properly. All yep. good, right? Yep. But what about if, if date has an initial value when you load the page? Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you pass that value down on initialization, or how do you look for it up on initialization? So this is we have sort of a similar problem to this, and hopefully, I'll get you to restate what you just said in a simpler way by okay. explaining this problem, and you tell me where it differs. Okay. Um, so we had a situation where one of the guys I'm working with on this project was using this like sort of complex select two input right where it's yep. like you can enter multiple things yep and the multiple things you're entering like are coming from a list with autocomplete of yep. users right mm -hmm. and then it's like a invite users to project type of input right okay. mm -hmm. and so it goes through all it gives you all the users you know about people you've worked with before yep. um and then like you press enter and it shows you whatever but Outside of that select to input, we need to have like a list of the users that are currently going about to be invited. Yeah. 
that you can then like X out of them and remove them from that list. And then that needs to then update the status of the select two thing below mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. right? Um, and uh, it was an interesting problem, right? Because it's like, mm. so we need to like maintain in an Alpine component outside of this input, we need yep. to maintain the state and that state needs to be bound to the state of this component, which is also an Alpine component. Right, because it's like an exinited okay. random library. You know what I'm saying? No. So it's like select two or something, right? Okay. And it's like exinit. It's like using the whole yep. like sort of exinit pattern to like right for sure. initialize the Boot thing. it up. Heard. So the input itself is a uh, is an output component. Element. Okay. All right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then above that there's another Alpine component that needs to like mirror the state of the input. Yep. And that is outside of the blade component that contains the Alpine component. Ah, okay. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, that yeah. select box is reused many places without yep. this list. Yeah. And this list is only used in this one instance. So uh, anyway, it was, it was complicated. Uh, our, the solution we came to first was like we, so the, the issue we were having was like removing items, right? Cause like, so we have like this remove item on the child component, mm -hmm. right? On the select two, there's like a remove item function or whatever. Let's just get the clarity right now. We got a live wire component. Uh -huh. Okay. What's the data? What's a public piece of data that the inputs are going to affect? Do you need the data in live wire or not at all? Yes. No, we do. Users. Okay, then what it is. It's called users. Okay, then you have two blade components inside this live wire component, right? Uh, sure. I mean, the, the first one doesn't need to be a component. We have one that matters as a component. Okay, right? so let, um, let's... All right, fine. So you have a for each through users in blade up at the top of the component. Yep. And then... And let's say that's like a little live wire data table. Sorry, no, that's, that's not what we have, no. So on, the, on our component, we have users... So let's call them two variables. One could be users, invitable users, and yeah. users to invite, right? So I'm the whole point of this input is that I'm selecting from a list of invitable users which mm -hmm. ones I actually want to invite. Okay. So and you then, have basically there's the options and then there's the selected values, like any correct. select to thing. Yep. You're passing in the options and you're binding to the selected values. So it could be all of the states like New York and Virginia and whatever, and then the states that you select. Correct. And so all of the states is static data. It's not really changing. Correct. Is that the same case in your thing? Users to yep. invite is static? Users okay. to invite is static. So let's say it's not even a public property in Liveware. You're just passing it like from Blade or something. I don't know. It's just like data that you get passed to the render function or whatever. Sure. Yeah. It's like user objects. So the actual piece of data that matters is users to invite. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say that you have a, a like a totally bladed out live wire data table at the top that shows the users to invite. And, and it has like... There is additional complexity we're not talking about, and I don't know if we're going to run into it or not. Okay, let's so, see. Let's see. So you got the data table at the top, and each row, this, these invite users things, you can't add them from this data table, but you can subtract them. Correct. So you could hit X. It's sort of like a shopping cart. Mm -hmm. Like you add it from other places, but then when you get to the shopping cart, you're not really adding new things. You're just removing things potentially. Mm -hmm. So you got, they each have their own remove button that when you click it, it's live wire bound 
to some backend method that removes itself from the public property. Correct. Cool. Okay. Then below that. And also that, needs to remove itself from the select to. This is select where we're getting options. to. Yeah. So below that is the blade component that wraps up all alpinified stuff. And so let's say that it's a blade component that's just like a facade for select to. Mm-hmm. And you pass in colon options or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you pass in all users, and that's Mm -hmm. all the static data. And then you have wire model to users to invite or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's the ideal scenario. Um, Yes. Yep. And so ideally, if there's options already selected in that array on page load, then the select two will reflect that. Mm -hmm. And then in select two, if you remove one, it should remove it from the select to instantly, but also be bound to the live wire component and then removed from the data table automatically. Yes. Right. Okay. And vice versa. If you remove it via data table, it needs to be removed from select two for from sure. Select two. Yep. But, and that's the, the thing there is like, it needs to be removed from the selected in select two. Yeah. Right. Yep. Totally. Exactly. So, yeah, this is interesting, D. Cole. This is the problem with wire model right now, is wire model is only one way. It only, um, at least in terms of the public API, you can fake this stuff. You can create whatever you want with yeah. LiveWire and Alpine, if, given enough, you know, custom uh-huh. code. But you could, like, ideally, there's some sort of API that allows you, I mean, it's, it is, it's, out, it's in Tangle, basically, with yep. Alpine. So without, let's say you wire model uh, users to invite and then inside the Alpine component, which is, you know, your blade component, your select to integration, you have that word users to invite entangled with a specific value in Alpine that then you do all the work of linking that up with select to. And then that's a black box we're not interested in right now. Sure. But the, the thing is. Okay. We can't do that work inside of the component. Because it doesn't have s- scope of outside? No, because this component needs to be reused in other places where it doesn't need to be entangled with that thing, right? So we need to make it, we need to be able to say fr- from a prop on the component okay. that I want to entangle this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So what's a scenario where you wouldn't want it entangled? Well, it's not always going to be entangled with users to invite. It's like a right. generic no, select right, 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 two right. thing. So you're passing wire. So what you want to do is when wire model is passed down in the blade component, you want this actually exists. There's an API for this. You can do dollar sign attributes arrow, I think wire mm-hmm. or arrow wire model or something. And it'll give you the string that was passed into wire model. Mm-hmm. So then basically, which is the name. Mm-hmm. So then you can use that to pass into entangle so that you can reuse this throughout your app and just wire model to anything you want interesting oh so you and could, this is a fairly and that, common that pattern like, and then that allows you to sort of wire model to nested things or wire model yeah sort of yeah. arbitrarily yeah um okay interesting um so anyway the the problem we were running into um is the uh so when we removed so we we actually had to end up um like wire ignoring the entire component yes that makes sense um, that's what right? you would probably want to do yeah and so then now that we're wire ignoring the entire component there because like what For happens the listener is, 
that's why I ignore the whole because if like if you're gonna use a ton of JavaScript to manipulate DOM in a component and and you're also mixing it with LiveWire, Morph DOM is gonna be a little bit tripped up when like you get this sort of predictable HTML from the server, but the browser's done all this wonky stuff, and then the it thinks like, oh well, this is from the server. We should overwrite all that work that JavaScript done, and then everything blows up. Exactly. Um, so, so that's yeah. the that's so the specifically com- select two. Like LiveWire is good about reconciling alpine changes but not select mm-hmm. two or third party changes so exactly. you need wire model so the the philosophy is you take a component like this you wire model the entire thing so you draw a line between alpine and live wire and that line is the blade component and then the the um connection or the communication is the wire model is entangle. entangle right um right so that's that was the complex thing is because we wire ignored everything um and we couldn't figure out in the moment. And now I'm thinking if I went back and looked, I probably could figure out a way to to like handle the entangle from outside the component. Yeah. You know? You should I have an entire um, beneficial screencast series on all of this stuff, Decol. Spells it out very clearly. You may benefit. Um it's kind of exactly what you're trying to do. I have okay, like cool. lots of source code and screencasts. Love wink, it. Wink wink. We love to hear it. Um anyway, we ended up like and this, I think, was the interesting part is like we needed to like have a callback that we could access for our implementation because we weren't we didn't do the entangle that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for our implementation, we actually had to like call the remove item function on select two. Okay. Right. Like we yep. had to like hit that function from when you removed something from the data table. Right. Right. And so, like, because we wanted, like, the entangle was on the select two, right? So, like, that was the source of everything. So, when we removed something from the data table, we weren't mm-hmm. updating LiveWire. We were updating the select two, which was then updating LiveWire. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So, wait. So, what's, the, what's the thing? What's the th- so, we have a data table, right? We, yeah. So, we have, like, a single source of truth, which is, like, LiveWire is talking to select two. They're entangled. Right. So when we close the when we hit the delete button in uh, in the data table. Ah, right? yes. Yes. It's got to go through. We're live updating. Wire. No, yeah. it has to go through select two. Oh, and then select two is updating live wire. The data table at the top. Yeah. Isn't that just all live wired out directly? Um, I guess not. So I think this is the this is the the implementation detail I wasn't like noting was that like basically it was just like the value of that input so i think that thing might not have been fully live wired up this is complicated because i kind of jumped into the implementation halfway through i didn't design the thing well so what we so what i was saying originally is probably a better setup which is two blade components that each have their own alpine inside of them so the top the one is the table data one table, and, but and it's, they're both pulling directly from the live wire thing. So when that value right. updates, they both update. When the live wire value updates. Yeah. Right. But if one changes, if there's an entangle. I wonder if there was a reason that he was unable to do that or whether it just was like not the approach he took. Because it does make a lot more if sense. You en- if you entangle the same value twice, that'd be pretty problems. cool. Like... To the to both both Alpine things in I would really want to test this. It would be awesome, and I think this would be the case. Wait, you can't entangle two. Hold on. 
Yes, you can. No, in you separate can. components. If you have two separate right. Alpine components, each of which entangles a value to the same live wire. Right. Value. They're only going to change when the live wire component changes or themselves change. They're not going to change each other instantaneously. Right. Because you're not entangling them to the, not, each other. Right. Yeah, Although exactly. that would be sick. That would be sick. Um, Entangled dot global sync. I have another uh, Alpine best practices question for you. Cause Shazam. So um, the class attribute is a special case in Alpine. Yeah. Where it doesn't override what has been set. Right. So if I, if I yes. have something that, where it, I say like, class equals bg gray and then i say colon class equals bg red yeah it's additive it's additive um if you wanted to get around that and actually replace it yeah is that something that there is like a best practice for Mm. because api for that it's like dot force or like yeah something like that like dot hard or something because i currently have like a but a thing so my panels right my panels that i was showing you my collapsible panels mm-hmm. the width on those um is set via a tailwind class mm-hmm. right and when it's open it's one tailwind class and when it's closed it's a different tailwind class okay right mm-hmm and one of the props of the component is open by default, right? Because some panels should be open by default. Some panels should be closed by default. Yep. Right? And so I can't know which of those is the initial state. Right. Right? Yep. Um, and so right now what I have is colon class equals yep. is open ternary the open class yep. or the closed class. Okay. Right? Yep. Which means I have a, like a flash of unstyled width while right. Alpine is loading, right? Okay. So I'm able through in my blade template to set class mm. to ah, to the, the initial width that it should right, be. Right, right, right. But if I do that, then Alpine can't override that width. This is interesting, Daniel. Isn't it? So, I mean, one thing you could do, this is not what you want, because I'm assuming that the constraint is to have a pre-Alpine load style. Yes. Because you could just hide the whole sidebar pre-Alpine load always. Right. So let's assume we don't want to do that. Okay. But I'll say that for the majority of use cases, I think that's that's the move. Okay. So let's say that for this use case, it's not. But for this use case, say you wanted to have a style pre-alpine load, and right. then have that be overrode, hydrated up, um, and then basically say like, as soon as alpine is hydrated, let it have complete control of this class attribute. You mm. should have just a class dot force or a class dot a class dot overwrite. Yeah. Because it's um, a special case. It's unlike all other attributes. So you should give an case. option to make it like other attributes. Yeah. So xbind and then bind.js 
just looking so I, yeah my special class thing um trying to see how i do that and bind classes yeah so i a niche so when alpine first you know boots up it sets the classes you want but when it does that ah it sets a callback to undo what it just did <laughs> yeah and so, it's so you could literally just say like with this dot api just like skip that step of undoing what it just did right and it would just explicitly always bind just like a plain any a old plain, plain thing it would just yeah. do a plain bind so basically yeah so there would just be like a little thing that we would pass honestly okay. like if i was writing this from like an internals perspective i would have like a bind method and an additive bind method you know and then class would use the additive blind bind method and every other bind would just use the bind method right say that last part again so like when i'm doing when i'm registering a new like bind yeah. right yeah. i would say like if the string is class then call this dot additive bind thing right because that's what it is it's, yep. it's not like a normal bind otherwise to call this dot bind right yeah it's and then right. all it, you would have to do is just change the like if this is class and it doesn't the problem is is that class class bindings have more to them than normal bindings they accept um objects and arrays and oh, stuff right right, 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 right. so that's the differences there but i mean i'm telling you deke deke the difference here like this is your pull request right here. Because um, you should do this. It won't take long. You have, you got your bind, okay? Mm -hmm. You got your case class, mm -hmm. okay? Right here, you pass in the modifiers, mm -hmm. whatever. And that's going to have your dot husker do. Mm -hmm. And right here, you say, if the undo classes thing is pre pre present and the dot force modifier is missing, then call this mm -hmm. and then you and then it's done the whole thing just works perfectly it's literally like a two-line addition you mm -hmm. add a quick test for it um which is very easy to do and it's all basically in one file and your test passes we add it document it get it tagged in like a few days and all your dreams come true we're golden but yeah anyway that was my uh that was my little uh I like alpine it. internal suggestion of the day yes i encourage you to pr it daniel Take on the, the contributor's mantra. Yeah. Take on the take the mantle onto your own shoulders. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, I'm having a blast over here. I'm just rolling around in the slop of Alpine and and Livewire like a like a happy little hog. That's awesome. I yeah. dig. Good times. We're we're breaking ground on Alpine component patterns. So this stuff is like top of my mind. Exactly the type of thing you're doing, uh -huh. basically. Um I'm, uh, what does breaking this, ground mean? Um, breaking ground means starting the freaking thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've been starting it, quote unquote, but dragging my feet bad. And I realized like, I got to partner up with somebody. So I partnered up with somebody. And I don't, this is not like a secret thing, but I'm going to keep it a secret right now because I don't know if like, I just don't know. I don't know. I'll just keep the person's name a secret. But we're partnering up on it. So I have a buddy. 
and we're hitting the ground running, bro. It's like we went from we're going from I went from like zero to a hundred in a few days on this project. It's awesome. Hell it's yeah! Like, so it's great. You love making to see progress, it. and I'm super pumped about it because it's finally going to be something that like you working on this. Like, there's going to be a select two component. There's going to be a screencast of me integrating it, and there's just going to be the source code you can take off the shelf, and or on top of that, there'll be a live wireified component. Yeah. So that you can literally just copy and paste the whole are dang those, thing. Are those going to be pricing tiers? The live, I'm think what we've talked about, just the little pricing discussion we had was like, basic plan just gets you code. Super plan gets you screencasts plus live wire integrations. That's what I was thinking. Cool. What do you think? Um, I was, my gut says that it would be basic plan gets you screencasts and code. And then there's another add-on plan that gets you the live wire integrations. But hmm. I could be, I, I could, I can see your pricing plan working fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, I guess that my pricing philosophy now, at least with that, is like, it's like there's a low, the low tier is like, I don't want anybody to buy that. But if you really don't want to spend money, you know, or, or a lot of money, you can actually get a good amount of value, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you might just have to go the extra mile a little bit yourself, but you're not up a creek, you know? Mm -hmm. But then, like, I want to put all the, everything that's frosting into the main package to push everybody to buy that. the big boy package, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And, yeah, because if you think of, like, the number of people who would buy the bonus package if it was just Livewire, you're limiting yourself to only PHP developers. Limiting to all Livewire, exactly, yeah, so... Yeah, so we'll see. I have so many questions about like who's interested in this, what are they interested in, you know, how many non-liveware people would be interested in this, like uh, how many liveware people would be, what are the liveware people interested in. So people listening to the show, I haven't talked about this at all on any of my channels yet. So you're the first to know about that I'm like really getting started heavy on this Alpine component patterns thing. So hit us up um, on Twitter if uh, or if you want privately, calebporzio at gmail.com. Hit me up and just say like, oh, this would be so sick. Here's what I want. In fact, I would love that. So if you're listening to this, please just start an email to calebporzio at gmail.com. It's my personal email address. You just hit me up directly. I'll read it and I will respond to you and tell me what you want out of this thing. What components do you want? Um, And this is, there's going to be a bunch of integrations. Tell me what integrations you want. Select two for sure. Tricks for sure. Chart.js. Like tell me those things that you want. And I'll do integrations for them. And then also tell me, you know, generic components you want. Modals, dropdowns, tabs, notifications, carousel, scroll to top, like all those little thingies, even tiny, tiny little things. Um, I want to know. So please, I'm putting it out there. Hit me up. Mm. Hit up Caleb. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pumped, Daniel. This is good timing. We're both going to be like hot on this. And, and I we're think both going to be, be building like collaboration sick stuff. little component patterns. Yeah. Like, that's the the thing I'm really excited about with this project is like I think there's a lot of opportunities to build components in this project that no one solved before. You know what Maybe. I'm saying? Because yeah. like just like the like that time code thing or like yeah, weird stuff right. like that that's where it's like no one has ever made this because it's such a like purpose built unique yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Where like I you know, I 
I talk a lot on here about how I hate like writing boilerplate code and I hate like having to make a new file, like a form, uh, what are they called? Form requests. Form help. Yeah. Right. Yes. Form requests. Yeah. Like I hate all the boilerplate that you have to do to make a feature. Right. Yep. And like, I'm happy in the part of the coding process where I'm like having to solve a problem that I don't know how to solve. Yeah. And exploring and coming up with things and being creative and all that stuff. Yeah. And like, the main sell for me with Livewire is like it eliminates so many of those stupid files that you have to right. write. Yep. And you, it just gets you right into the like being creative and writing code stuff. Yep. But even in Livewire, there are best practices and sometimes for you just sure. feel like you're going on autopilot where you're just like, oh yeah, I'm like implementing an input and then it binds mm-hmm. to this thing and then I get it and it does the, you know, it's just like mm-hmm. normal patterns and you just get sick of implementing patterns you already know yep you know you just feel like a robot yep so this app this is fun is anti-robot because there's just like i don't know how to implement this like yep. uh, no, no one's ever implemented something like this like i don't know like is there like a like a web video based time code based like entangling the time code of like a playing web video to like a live wired up list of comments like does that exist like i doubt it i doubt anyone's ever built that before doubt it so like so you're gonna be the guy yeah so i'm just gonna like cowboy this is um this is great daniel and as you encounter these things like i love that that you like you legitimately have encountered a problem which is like there's not a lot of these types of problems available that are like clearly defined the problem is common enough yeah and it's actually almost impossible to do without an addition to to the core um so i love it keep it coming even i will definitely peer pressure you to make these contributions yourself of course but don't hide the ideas from me because you're scared that i'll just pressure you to contribute of course okay i would never i intend to bother you a lot Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yep, and this I will good. push you to PR these things, and I'm gonna actually check up on you because this, this is, is. I gotta really, get you PRing to these frameworks so that you see how easy it is. This is really output. like good um, for you too. By the way, that I'm working on this project because because you have a fucking mole on the inside of like a huge complicated real world app that's very front end heavy. That's not just like yeah. It's not just one of these like crud form submissions, like make a new blog post, make a new user, add a tag to the post. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not just one of these like let's rebuild Twitter type of apps, you know? It's like there's just so much going on. There's many states. Mm -hmm. Every page has many, many components on it. Like Mm -hmm. every once in a while they need to talk to each other. There's a lot of like entangling things. There's a lot of like, all of that and so like there's like patterns that just like it's interesting the patterns that are starting to evolve in my head like um just because of the way that my vs code color scheme is um blade components are blue and live wire components are red okay um and i know that usually when i make a blade component it's because i need to wrap up an alpine component yeah yeah and usually when I make a live wire component, it's because I need to wrap up some like server side functionality. Yeah. Right. 
And so it's really cool to be able to scan through a blade file and see, oh, here's a piece of functionality that doesn't touch the server. Here's a piece of functionality that does touch the server just by yeah, the color that's of really nice. the and HTML And blue is like tags. cold, red is hot. Red like is hot, live, exactly, like yeah. Blue is, it's like... So it, it's just like cool and like... Like I've known all along that like the the right thing to do is just like blade component up your Alpine components and then Livewire component yeah. your Livewire components, yep. but like seeing it in context in code where you're like just scrolling through a page that has a million components in it, yeah, and you can just kind of at a glance tell which ones are hot and which ones are cold, right? Yeah, is sick, and, and it sick. just like really makes you like feel like because think about like a React app, right? You scroll through like a bunch of JSX, right? Mm -hmm. And it has like references to other components in it. Yep. You don't know which of those have Ajax requests in them. You don't mm -hmm. know which of those like are having side effects on the server and yeah. which ones are just like uh, having like side effects in the local state of your browser. Yep. Right? Like, and those are important things to know, right? Because like, uh, you know, imagine like a rewrite, right? Where you're like, I want to like remove this yeah. component you know and rewrite it. You know the scope it. of it. You know, you the, know the scope just by knowing which ones touch the server. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, like these types of things I think are like really like yeah. mind bending little, uh, I dig it. Little enlightenments where you're just like, oh yeah, like just having that constant separation of like what's hot is hot what's cold is cold you know and yep. never the two shall meet and like the the difficulty of making something i mean it's not a lot of difficulty but like the small hurdle of making something cold hot yep you know of like having to make it a live wire component and you right. know do all this other shit mm -hmm. and like you know i already love the like wire model defer lifestyle mm -hmm. of like keep things cold until they need to go hot yes. you know and so like i just love the idea that like that like wrapping things wrapping alpine components and blade components is like just a little extra work i would have to do to make those things hot and it's going to mm -hmm. encourage me to like write code more in that sort of wire model defer style mm -hmm. of like keeping the things cold until they're hot you know and yep. i think a lot of like the stuff we were talking about early about like uh wire modeling to a blade component like yep i think that's going to be a pattern i'm like breathing pretty hard yes. on this project you know and like like i think like because that that lets you preserve the integrity of the alpine component mm -hmm. and not corrupt it with bullshit Yep. You know, not corrupt it with live wire touching the server -y shit and just yep. say, no, you are a pure little front end component and you get to stay right here. But when you're accessed from the outside, you can be elevated. So, you know, we've talked about Heidegger and modes of being, right? Yeah. Um, it's like modes of being, right? It's like you start as a bunch of HTML in a blade file, right? Okay. Then you're given a couple of blade variables in your blade thing that like enable you to have a little bit of dynamic stuff on page load. So like between Can page you start loads. with a refresher on Heidegger and modes of being? Yeah, so Heidegger's modes of being is like um and it's it's hard because it's all German and all the words translate to being. So that's 
you know, there's German has like 50 different words for the English word being. Okay. Um, but uh, being Stein, you got sign, you get your Dasein, you got the whole thing. Um, but anyway, like you've got, uh, you know, a rock, which is just it's just there. Right. Yeah. You've got a rock being there. Um, and then you've got a hammer. A hammer is like an elevated mode of being over a rock because it's what Heidegger is what it's translated from German as like ready at hand. Okay. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. it's it's ready to be picked up and used to complete a tool. It's kind of purpose built. It's yeah. for something. Right. Yep. And all of that. And so there Heidegger is kind of like pushing back on this like uh um, on this more sort of modernist idea that um, that like these things are like static, right? That a rock is a rock and a hammer is a hammer. Yeah. And he's talking about like, well, no, it's the picking up of a rock and using it to hit a nail that makes it a hammer. Okay. Yeah. Right? You pick up a rock, you've elevated its mode of being from just being to being ready gotcha. at hand. Right? So you wire model to a blade component and you've elevated its mode of being from... Exactly. From an being... isolated cold... Yeah, to becoming hot island to yeah and but like and but because you're doing it inside of a live wire component Mm -hmm. right you're only doing that by like you're pulling the state the cold state into the hot realm right and so you're still able to see all of the hot code in one file yeah there's you still don't have any hidden hot code in other files yeah it's all right in front of you um and so then the and then uh, Dasein, which is the highest mode of being, is that being which comprehends its own existence, right? Okay. So, like, the hammer doesn't comprehend its own existence. It only exists ready at hand to the Dasein, which puts it to use. Okay. Right? So, yep. like, a person is Dasein. Right. Um, so, anyway, to me, it's like, you went, like, the blade component with, like, a, you know, a at for each user's username or whatever, yep. that's a rock that's just there. You know, yeah. And then, uh, then you stick a little Alpine in there where you, you know, allow me to like toggle users on and off or expand users to show their profile photo or whatever. Now that's like ready at hand. It's like it's entered the world. It's like a yep. tool now. You know, animated, yeah. But now you let me wire model that uh, to like a list of live wire components, and then like give or uh, sorry you let me wire model that to a thing in a live wire component where I have an input and I can add new users mm-hmm. to that list and still maintain all the Alpine functionality of toggling and viewing and blah, blah, blah. Like now we've elevated, like this is Dasein and we're comprehending our own existence. It's like, it's self-reflective. It's recursive. It's whatever. So I don't know to me like that, like keeping everything in its lane. I almost wish that blade components were different than blade alpine components in a more meaningful way Hmm. you know what i'm saying like i wish that i could tell from the file name that something had alpine in it or didn't yeah Hmm. or not necessarily from the file name but uh... but from the template tag you know Hmm. what i'm saying i don't feel you but i hear what you're saying i understand what you're saying um, and right now, basically what I'm doing is like only really extracting blade components if I need the Alpine. 
Yep. And everything else is kind of staying at a larger parent level. I gotcha. But there are like code reuse reasons you would want to extract blade components that didn't have Alpine uh, yeah, in like them. Include type stuff like blade components as a level up from an include. Right. As opposed to blade components as a wrapper for as a wall between hot and cold. Yeah. Behavior. So I wish that there was a way for me to say like this is a blade component but it it's still just like server rendered non-dynamic mm-hmm. html that it generates versus this is a blade component that generates alpine like like i wish i could make those like show up as different colors in my editor almost yeah so that i could have like white blue and red you know or something like that yeah for the three modes of being yeah i smell i smell it deke mm. remember when we used to be a philosophy podcast yeah i do not a not a camping oh, wow. podcast yeah, then we turn into camping. A camping podcast. podcast. Not tying podcast. Not, not tying and camping podcast. It's mm-hmm. funny. Uh, well, Daniel, uh, uh. this is good. I think this is like, um, I think this is good. I think we're at an hour and I think we did, this is like the quintessential No Plans to Merge episode. Right. You know? Yeah. Like we went off on a big um, we non-tech a tangent. Yeah. We went deep into that and we went on a bunch of tangents to that. And then we had like, tech announcements and we had tech like deep tech talks about like a few problems and we came away with solutions to them uh-huh and then we ended up tying them into high and then we so like, so i feel like yeah what do you guys want pretty good. from us i don't think we could give any more yeah honestly this is all we got like if you're listening to this podcast it's for this mm-hmm. you know so yeah daniel i know i think we tell should, you i think we should uh call it let's do it Dude, let's cue the outro music. Cue it. You want to do it now? Okay, let's do it right now. Right now. Bonum. Bonum.